Welcome to the official Guns Up Nation podcast, the premier voice for the fearless fans of Raiderland. Let's meet today's hosts. Hey, Red Raider Nation, you're listening to the official Guns Up Nation podcast. I'm your host, John Darden, alongside the guru of Guns Up Nation and our co-host, Michael Cole. Today's guest last season averaged 14 points, four rebounds per game, shooting 53.5% from the field. His journey began at Fresno State before transferring to UTEP and eventually landing here at Texas Tech. He's the new Kansas Jayhawk killer. The Texas Tech offense flowed through this six foot eight, 240 pound monster. And I have to say, I don't often feel like a small man. I don't feel like a little guy, but around this guy, I feel extremely incompetent. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Guns Up Nation, welcome Bryson Williams. Uh, thanks for having me, man. Thanks for having me. Welcome to the show, dude. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. So first first thing we're asking all of your your teammates and all you guys to do is just reflect back on this past season. What stands out to you? Oh, man. Uh, really, this past season was just a, was a, a, a complete blessing. It was just magical, really. I mean, to for us to have a new head coach and Coach Adams, I mean, a guy that uh, grew up right down the road from Lubbock, Texas, and then uh, have a whole group of guys who were transfers and coming in and uh, all were the men at their previous institutions and with a guy, and then with a good core group of guys that were around when uh, Texas Tech was really winning a lot of games also, um, just to be able to put that group together and just have the type of season that we had, I mean, it was nothing like it, and the brotherhood that we had within the team as well. You know, it's interesting. You you said something that I don't think anybody else has said sitting at this table, but it's a good thing to pause on. Everybody that transferred in was the man mm-hmm. where they came from. Yes. How the heck did y'all make that work? I mean, it really came down to sacrifice, to be honest. I mean, we all knew what we wanted to do, and we all knew that, uh, I mean, everybody knows Texas Tech. I mean, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's an institution that's built on grit and winning. At the end of the day, everybody wants to win out in Lubbock, Texas, and that's what we wanted to do as well. So we knew that um, it was going to have to take a lot of sacrifice and guys just uh, having to be a star in their role, and uh, that's what we did, and we had a successful season because of it. Sacrifice, that's a good word for this team. Um, there, were, there were certain games that you were sacrificing, right? Like you weren't oh, yes. scoring 14, 20, 25, 30 points every single game. No, no, most definitely not. I mean, there's guys that definitely had their hot nights. And, I mean, we we is the type of team, that's where the brotherhood came in. We were the type of team that were feeding the hot hand. And uh, we love to see our guys succeed. We love to see our teammates succeed. And at the end of the day, that's what got us wins. And that's all we cared about at the end of the day. Well, you were the hot hand quite often, <laughs> right? I mean, it 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 – there, there were stretches where it seemed like, and I know as fans, we're screaming, just give the ball to Bryson. <laughs> just get the ball down to Bryson and let him make a play, whether it's it's down low mm-hmm. or you're hitting the three. I mean, I, I mentioned the Jayhawk killer. In Kansas, you were four for four mm-hmm. from three. Yes. I mean, you're doing it everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I just attribute that to a lot of hard work and dedication in the gym, man. I mean, I work on everything I do on the floor. I do it uh, religiously in the gym. Uh, day in, night out. So, um, I mean, I just give a tribute to that. Give me some memorable moments from this past season. What are what are some things, funny, serious, whatever. Take it whatever route you want to. What mm. are some moments that that like I'm going to remember those moments? Um, I would say a couple memorable moments uh, was definitely our team retreat that we took in the beginning of the year. Everybody um, talks about that. Yeah, I mean that was just. I mean, I knew from the. I knew from that team retreat that we had something special going on. I mean, because it was a. I mean, like I said, it was a bunch of guys. We was all uh, the guy at our uh, previous school, and uh, I mean, we was a bunch of older guys. We had a few younger guys. We had managers, everything. But just to, for us to be able to be in a place where we had no cell phone, nobody could talk to nobody outside of this hole that we in. You know what I'm saying? It was just. And for us to have the time of our lives like how we did, man, I just knew that we had something special, and I couldn't wait to go to war with these guys. You know what I'm saying? So, was that an, Im- an instant chemistry kind of thing, or? I mean, no. I mean, no. You don't ever have chemistry that always starts up instantly. Yeah. I mean, if you do, I mean, it's it's probably some um, type of adversity that you're gonna face that you might not be able to handle when it's stuff like that that happens instantly. I mean, we definitely had our pulls and tugs for sure, but I mean, yeah. um, just to but those. Through those adversities that we had, I mean, we just grew stronger together as brothers, you know what I'm saying? And that's what 
that's what led us to uh, doing what we did on the on the court together for right. sure. So the retreat, what else? What else stands out to you from this past year? The retreat, um, I would say uh, our first uh, when we played uh, our first conference game when you played against Iowa State. And, uh, I mean, right before we left, we had, like, probably, like, three, four, five dudes go down with COVID and stuff like that. And uh, we only went – we were only able to go out there with seven players. And this is uh, – in the seven players that we really went, it was pretty much our first Big 12 conference game. You know what I'm saying? Nobody that was – that had went played in the Big 12 before. So it was like, man, like, you know what I'm saying? We going out here seven guys, and we fought them to the – we fought them mm -hmm. to the bone. You know what I'm saying? We were – we, like, just – especially that time, I'm like, man, we got – this is a tough. This is we a tough squad. You know what I'm saying? We don't even got all our guys. Yeah. So we was really excited from the jump from there. Uh, a lot of guys have pointed to that as being a very pivotal moment in the year of of, of okay, we can do this with seven dudes. What, where else can we go? It definitely was. It definitely was. It was pivotal for us. It was pivotal for the coaching staff, seeing that they had a group of guys that were willing to. Fight no matter what. I mean, no matter if the odds are stacked against us, you know what I'm saying? Which they kind of were. You can kind of say the odds were stacked against us all year, you know? And uh, we were a resilient team. And we knew that. I mean, we knew that we going into knowing that nobody wants to see us succeed. Nobody, everybody wants to knock us out. So we got to go in there and be just even tougher than we got to be to just to win the game, you know? So what's the mindset knowing and and I, I think all Red Raider fans echo what you just said. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to see Tech succeed. Nobody. Mm -hmm. um, what what does that what does that do to you in your psyche mentally? Knowing that everybody outside of Red Raider Nation is is pushing against you, what does that do? It makes it makes me excited. It makes me excited to uh, it makes me excited to actually I mean shut them up you know and uh, prove them wrong really and that's what it was for this team. I mean every day in practice we come in we know like nobody wants to see us succeed. Nobody wants to see us win. Uh, nobody wants to see us in the top 25. Nobody wants to see us in the national tournament. You know, we knew that. And that's the type of attitude and um, type of, you know, persona that we hit, we carried every day in practice. So we, we know when, like, we come on this court and we're going to fight hard every day against each other just so we can fight that much harder against everybody, every opponent that we face on the court. So it definitely was a big thing for us. What was your favorite game this past season? My favorite game this past season? Um... I'd probably say the game against Duke. Okay. Tell me more. Why? I mean, for one, it was just, I mean, just so much history behind it. I mean, Coach K, it was, uh, I mean, it was, this is his last season. This being his last season, he was about to retire. I mean, we're in the Sweet 16. The motions are high. We're playing in a big crowd. I mean, my whole, I'm from California, so my whole family's there watching the game and things like that. And, uh, I mean, that was just a time, like, I mean, we knew as a team, like, we got to fight or we all going to go home. This is over, you know? And, uh just seeing that emotion in that face and just, I mean, really just before the game, just looking at everybody and just seeing how ready we were, you know what I'm saying? Just that we know we smell blood and we about to go attack it, you know? And I mean, we came up short, but I mean, we gave Duke all we had, you know what I'm saying? And we, we, uh, I mean, we came out and we we was coming to play for because we want to play all the way to the end. I mean, we was a group of brothers and we had a circle and we knew that we didn't want that circle to end. So I would say that's probably my favorite game just because of the fact that even though it did end on that game, just, I mean, just uh, just feeling the commodity and the, the love that we have for each other and just knowing that, I mean, we love each other so much, we're willing to die for each other on that court. Yeah. I, I would go to my grave saying forever that Duke had to play a perfect second half in order to beat mm -hmm. you guys. Yeah, but they, they had did. To, a per, and they did. They did. Credit to them, mm -hmm. right? But had they not played a perfect game, mm -hmm. how far do you think y'all could have gone? I think we could have went all the way. I think it was. I think it was meant for Kansas to see Texas Tech in the national championship game. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. we didn't have wars with Kansas. We beat them. At one, we beat them at home. Went this double OT with them at their house. Lost to them in the uh, Big Twelve championship. Like I felt. Like, I thought. I mean, I I felt like if we would have got past Duke, it was meant for us to see Kansas. I knew Kansas was gonna get to the national championship game. No, they. I didn't know if they was gonna win or not. I mean, they're such a talented group, and I mean, they definitely deserve to win that national championship game, but. Um, I mean, I just knew that we, I mean, we just, it was just a rivalry between us. And every time we played against them, like, it was just like, they were ready, we were ready, yeah. you know? And I just felt like if in that national championship game, that just would have been a great way to end the uh, 2022 season. I, I feel like everybody in Red Raider Nation feels this budding rivalry, uh, growing rivalry with Kansas is like, because UT, 
We got them. They're little brother now in basketball. <laughs> you, I mean, UT. They're. I mean, UT is going to be very talented this next year. I mean, they got a really good recruiting class coming in, and I mean, I got a lot of respect for Coach Beard. I mean, even though he was here last year and he left, and I mean, he gets a lot of hate and uh, he gets a lot of banter when he comes here. I mean, he's still a great coach, and uh, I mean, uh, he has a great coaching staff over there, and they're doing some really good things. So. I mean, I hope. I mean, I. I mean, I definitely want us to beat them twice again this year, mm-hmm. for sure. But I mean, they're a talented squad, so no doubt. Okay, let's go back in time. Let's go back to when you were uh, contemplating moving on from UTEP. Mm-hmm. First off, first question: Why did you decide to move on from UTEP? Uh, you talking about that second year? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, I already did two years at UTEP, and. Uh, um, um, the first year, I had a really good year, and I was actually going to play. I was actually planning to go pro after that year, but you know, COVID happened. A lot of certainties and things like that. So, decided to come back another year, and then you know that COVID year was just so tough. It was depleted games and things like that. And I mean, um, I mean, I, and I still had a pretty good year, but I just knew it was like I didn't already, I didn't already felt like I did enough at that level of basketball, and I felt like I needed to put myself on a higher stage and uh, on a higher level of basketball, and I felt like. The Big Twelve. I mean, that's the best conference in the country. Like, you can't, you can't, you can't run. You, why would you run from that? That's like, it's amazing. So, so who all were you interested in? Who were you? Who were you talking to that you can tell us about? I mean, I was really talking. Um, I, I mean, of course, I was getting recruited by Texas, and uh, I was talking to Washington University, of Washington, because I'm real. Uh, I'm a good friends with uh, Quincy Pondexter. I mean, him from being from Fresno, and he's a legend and all that. And then. Um, and in Arkansas, Arkansas, Coach Muss, I have a lot of respect for Coach Muss. I mean, I played against him when I was at Fresno State. He was at Nevada. And I just remember all the championships they were winning and uh, all the winning that they did and all the deep runs they made in the tournament. So a lot of respect to him. So those were really the main schools I was really looking at for sure. So that's a, that's a, that's a good list. Yeah. That's, that's some good schools. Mm-hmm. What made you choose Texas Tech ultimately? Well, ultimately, what made me choose Texas Tech was Coach Adams, really. I mean, uh, Coach Adams, um, he's known as the defensive guru. And, uh, I mean, just uh, he's a legendary coach. And uh, and I knew for me to be successful in the next level, I knew I needed to be a better defender. I mean, I still scored at all levels of college basketball that I've been in. And um, I knew I needed to be a better defender. And that's the, uh, I wanted to take that challenge upon myself. And, I mean, Coach Adams is the best in the business at it. So that's why I chose Texas Tech. What, what were some other... Uh, factors because this this is something that other people ask us a lot like what 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 are the what other drawing factors are there that make Texas Tech appealing to somebody like you that was being recruited by UT and recruited by Arkansas what other things and obviously coach Adams is a big draw Mm -hmm. I mean clearly the man can recruit yeah and, and he can develop relationships and build rapport with people and, and connect with people. Mm. What other things drew you to Tech? The fan base. I mean, the fan base here. I mean, uh, I feel like Texas Tech, I always, I've been preaching this all year, the whole year we've been playing. I mean, I feel like Texas Tech has the best fans in the country, the best fan base in the country, the most active on social media. And uh, they give the most support and show the most love, you know. And uh, and uh, just and also just all what this community and what Texas Tech is built off of grit, toughness, having a blue collar mentality, and just coming to bring it and work every day. And then when it's time to show up in those big games and those big moments, you show up and you show out in a in a big way, you know, and just uh, just and just uh, tallying wins throughout the whole time. So really, I mean, I, I feel like that's another drawing factor of Texas Tech. I mean, you hear Lubbock, Texas, you think about sandstorms and wind and <laughs> big old pickup trucks and all that you know what I'm saying like you think I love it like that but I mean when you really get here it's a it's a great community with great people um and uh I mean it's all about winning here mm-hmm. facilities was that part of your decision to want to come here Womble? I mean the facilities yeah the facility don't get me wrong the facility is unbelievable mm-hmm. I mean the Womble is an unbelievable basketball facility I didn't put a lot of work in in there and uh um, it's very uh, It was just very It's a great place I mean I spent I just spent a lot of nights In there to be honest You sure. know like It's just that comfortable mm-hmm. You know so um, I mean the Wamba Was just an unbelievable place But uh, Yeah most definitely I mean the facilities here Are top notch They're top tier So I mean uh, Definitely I'm just curious to know Like uh, Obviously People go To different places For a variety of different reasons Right like like sometimes the fit's better here or you connect with this coach or, or whatever. And, and people always 
ask me at least like, Hey, when you talk to these guys, find out why, like, what are the main reasons why they chose to come to this place? Mm. So I appreciate you opening up about. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, you know, you're a long way from California here in Lubbock. Yeah. Uh, what was the journey? What's it been like from high school to where you are now? Um, um, it's, I mean, it's been different. I'm, I mean, I was uh, uh, coming from Roosevelt High School. I spent all four years there, you know, in Fresno, California, and then going to Fresno State. Uh, I committed there as a sophomore in high school. So uh, going to Fresno State and being the hometown kid and actually starting my freshman year and my uh, sophomore year, I mean, it was like, I mean, I thought I was going to be doing all four years at Fresno State, to be honest with you. I didn't expect to be transferring or leaving schools or anything like that. So then, uh, I mean, my, my coach leaving and going to UTEP, Coach Terry, I mean, that's a guy I had a bunch of trust in, you know, and uh, I mean, I was re- I was committed to him since my sophomore year of high school. Yeah. So him going to UTEP and me following him, um, it just really uh, it just really matured me as a man. Like, you know, I'm just having to go from being a hometown kid in college to having to go off all the way to El Paso, Texas on my own, you know, and I have to figure out a way to still become a better player, become a better Become a better man, still be a good student, you know, and uh, just going through those years. I mean, and um, at first, especially the first year, I was sitting out. You know, what I'm saying I couldn't even play basketball. I couldn't even play games. You know, I was just working out, and so just having to take that year, just know, like, all right, this is gonna be a year I'm not playing, but I know I want to come out a year that out of this year a whole different player, and uh, show what I've been working on. You know, and I was able, I was successfully to do that, and then you know with COVID going on, I mean, I'm out in El Paso by myself. You know, like. Um, they're really not, you know, with no family or anything like that. And I'm just uh, going through quarantine and things and, and no basketball either. And then basketball come back, it's no fans. It's like a whole different atmosphere of basketball that you have to get adjusted to and adapt to. And then getting through that and then um, coming to Texas Tech. I mean, I feel like coming to Texas Tech was just really just like a breath of fresh air, honestly. You know, because, I mean, Lubbock, being in Lubbock, Texas, like, and coming to a city that you don't expect, you don't really don't expect much, but you get the whole world, you know. Mm-hmm. And and it's like a diamond in the rough, really. And, yeah. and and being with such a group of guys and being with brothers, you know, having I mean, these guys, the guys that I played with last year, I mean, I, we talk on the phone daily. Like I talk to these guys every day. Like mm-hmm. they're definitely gonna be brothers of mine for life, you know. And uh, and Lubbock, I mean, Lubbock is like it's like another home I got, you know. Like I always, I mean, I'm happy to be back here, you know, right now, yeah. you know. So. That's cool. I mean, just uh, that's really. I mean, just the journey. I mean, it was a beautiful journey, and uh, and that's what it was. Do you, Do you feel? And we ask most of the guys that sit in your seat this question: Do you understand the amount of love that this city has for you? Like, do you really get how loved you are? Uh, I mean, I I mean, I get a I do get a feel for it, but I mean, it's like I don't even understand if this city understands the love I have for it. You know, uh-huh. like and how much how much love I have for the fans here in Texas Tech and as a whole for the university. I mean, Texas Tech really, I could say, changed my life, you know? So um, definitely, I would definitely say that. Well, you guys are are the, you're the professional athletes here, mm-hmm. right? Like we don't, there's, it's not Dallas. You're not in Austin where you're competing with 25 different things. I mean, you're a celebrity. We got Clarence back here on the couch. See, you can't, you can't see him on the ca- uh, but on the camera, but we'll get him in this seat, right, Clarence? Uh, you guys are celebrities around here, and uh, Lubbock, and we'll talk about this in just a minute. Uh, Lubbock latches onto you all, mm-hmm. and and when you graduate and move on or transfer out, like it hurts to see you go. And, and I just wonder, like, are you able in the moment to really recognize how much love you are surrounded by in this place? Oh, I'm uh, definitely. I mean, I felt that throughout the whole season, you know, just that I mean, the fans just showing up every time, like every game. It don't matter what time it is. We could play. We could probably play at three o'clock in the morning. They all going to be there. They're going to be just, there. They go yeah. sleep outside and just <laughs> walk right in at three, two fifty, you know, so um uh, definitely, I mean the love here is just unbelievable, and uh, I mean that love is reciprocated tenfold. So it's good. Uh, what is it about playing Kansas that brings out the best in you? I mean, it's, um, Kansas is just—I mean, Kansas is a historically great program, yeah. you know, and um, they're just—I uh, mean, they're nationally respected everywhere. It's a blue blood school, and uh, Coach Bill Selfie been there. He's a legend. He's a legend coach, and. Um, 
I mean, I'm up for every game. I get. I'm up for every game. There's no opponent that I don't want to take. I take lightly. I mean, I know any opponent you play that can knock you off easy. So, um, I'm up for every game. But I mean, it's just um, playing against Kansas. I mean, it's just. I just feel like it's a huge opportunity because everybody watching that game and everybody obviously is going to have Kansas winning and have whoever Kansas players underdog and just taking that to heart and just saying like I feel like I mean the group of guys I got in us I mean I feel like we just as good at Kansas not better and just going out there and and doing all we can to prove that you know so yeah. uh, do you feel yourself rising to the occasion when the pressure's like at its very highest or I think kind of just answer that question like you're gonna show up I'm every single time I'm show up and do my job. Yeah. That's that's how I look at it. I mean, I don't ever look at it like as this situation. Oh, this is is a big situation. We got to right. show out, or or this is a small situation. Like whatever about it. Like every situation, big or small, I'm gonna come at it like with full on urgency and and uh, and looking to execute um, in a in a high fashion manner for yeah. sure. Man, you definitely seemed though that the bigger the stage, the bigger the moment, the bigger. Bryson. Now, clearly, I, I completely agree with you. You're on the court, you're going 100%. Mm-hmm. But so, to me, this is where the elite people step up and show that they're elite versus like, I'm really talented, very talented, extremely talented, but the big moment, sh- I shrink back a little bit mm-hmm. versus I'm extremely talented in the big moment. I'm coming for the moment. Right. Is that going through your head at all in those times? Nah, because that's what working in the dark do. You work in the dark to shine in the light, you know? So, um, I mean, that's that's when I'm working out and things like that, I'm that's that's what I'm thinking about is executing this exact thing I'm working on when it's time to really work show it, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh um, that's what the that's what the work is about. I mean, it's not about just being a good player or being talented or being able to boast about what you can do. It's about going out there and winning games and being a winner. That's what it's about. And that's that's what I'm really thinking about every time I step on that floor is I put the work in. I've done this millions of times by myself. It don't matter if millions of people are watching this. It's the same thing. You know, just go out there and practice what you practice, what you well, execute what you've been doing. Yeah. yeah. NBA. Teams, I hope you're taking notice of, of this and listening to this. Uh, watch the film. I mean, there's no there's no plays taken off by you. Mm, there's no. no plays taken off by you. Uh-uh. And and I feel like Coach Adams is the kind of coach that if you take a play off, you're you're, oh, you're sitting anyway. down. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're sitting, sitting down, down for sure. Okay, let's let's completely shift gears here for just a minute. Several guys on the team have mentioned that you can dance. That you got some moves. <laughs> Yeah, I could dance a little bit. Tell tell us more. Where do you like to go dance? Where's your spot in Lubbock? I don't really I don't really go out like that. I mean, I if I do go out with these guys, it'll probably be like the Logies or something like okay. and we all gonna dance, like we gonna dance or something like that. But mainly I just be dancing around the apartment. That's why they be saying that. So they be saying I could dance. <laughs> okay, what's your what's the move? What's the go to? Oh uh, well, I don't even <laughs> Whatever, whatever they need, whatever, oh, okay. I got it. <laughs> okay, okay. Whatever they need, I got it. Yeah, a couple of guys said that, that you do have it. Yeah, you do have it. You do have it. So, okay. Well, when when you get that NBA bag, yeah, maybe I'll post something on TikTok or something. <laughs> I know this TikTok, this TikTok taking over the world right now. I might have to get on a little part of that. So, uh, no doubt, no doubt. Okay, we're going to completely shift gears again here. And and it's something that everybody in college athletics is talking about, whether mm-hmm. it's basketball or football or baseball or, or whatever. The the game has changed significantly. Yes. Right? Like, back in the day, which wasn't even that long ago, and you said it yourself with Fresno, a, a guy commits to a school, he goes there as a freshman, and you stay there for two years and – get drafted or stay there for three years or stay there for four years. And a transfer was a very rare thing. Mm -hmm. Obviously that's completely different. And the portal has been fantastic to Texas tech. And I will say this, and I'm looking in the eyes, Texas tech of all of us red Raiders. We got to remember what the portal has done for us. (laughs) This guy right here. I mean, we, we get upset about the portal, which is understandable. And I said this a minute ago, Lubbock embraces our celebrity athletes. Mm-hmm. Like, you are one of us. Mm-hmm. And when, when someone leaves, it freaking hurts. Yes. It hurts. Because we, Lubbock guys, Texas Tech fans, we look at ourselves a little bit different than maybe some other schools, right? Uh, which I think is a good thing. But 
what? I'm just going to be direct. Are you surprised by any of the guys who have transferred out in this past year? Uh, I mean, I'm all, you always surprised when somebody transfers out, you know? I mean, um, but I mean, at the end of the day, there's, it's a team. It's a team sport. And there's going to be guys that, you know, feel like there's it, the grass could be greener on the other side or there's the guys that, you know, have feel like it could be a better situation for them as a player. And you can't knock them at all on that because at the end of the day, it's their life and it's their career. You know what I'm saying? Um, they're going to go in to a different institution. They're going to, I mean, they still got to make the best of that situation. You know, it's the same thing as coming back to the school. It's a whole new year. It's a whole new guys coming in. You got to make the best of that situation. And it's like a lot of times I feel like, uh, it is frowned upon to be in the portal, going to the portal and go to a different institution, things like that, and try to look. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's it's, it's all about better opportunities, and it's all about being on that floor playing because that's what basketball is about. So, yeah, I think the transfer portal is actually a very good thing for college athletes. Yeah, yeah, I, and I think that is something that fans, again, we're not used to it, mm-hmm. right? Like it's brand new, and and you guys weren't aren't weren't used to it either, right? Like this is something that really has has begun in your right, playing right. time yes it's just taken us a little bit longer to get to that point mm-hmm. and and things are just changing and again i i think for all red raiders I, and i can like i i'm a tech grad i bleed red and black mm-hmm. I, I was born and raised in the city Reckle. <laughs> man it hurts and you're like why would you leave but then on the flip side we get you mm-hmm Right, that's what happens. And I mean, you gotta look at it for another school. At the flip side, they get they get that. You mm-hmm. know, they get they get him. They get you know they get her. You know, like right. you never like the transfer portal is. That's what it's about. It's about. It's not about really for the school. It's really about for the players. Yep. You know, it's about for the athletes. You know, like putting them in a situation for them to be the most successful uh, athlete they can be. And that's what the transfer portal is about. Yeah, we want we're gonna ask you to be an analyst here for just a minute. Like, like, put on your ESPN Sports Center behind the desk uh, cap on here. The the twenty twenty two twenty three team, the it, which is going to look very different, mm-hmm. right? Very, very different. What do you think? What are your thoughts on those guys? Uh, I think they got. I think Coach Adams. I mean, Coach Adams is a is. You guys don't understand how fantastic of a coach Coach Adams is, and um, I think with any group of guys that he got, he gonna find a way to make it work. And I mean, with the returners that they, he does have, I mean, KO coming back, I mean, that's him being such a big piece in the West coming back. And then um, also his pickups, uh, Fardaz and the freshmen that came in, and um, uh, Williams that came, and uh, um, also Harmon. I mean, those are, it's a talented group of guys. I actually seen them hoop today, and I was uh, I liked what I saw. And uh, I mean, I, Texas Tech is always going to be something to reckon with. And I think uh, I really am confident in these guys to hold it down for a Red Raider Nation and uh, come in and just spark it up. What's the way too early prediction? How far are they going? Way too early prediction? Um, I ain't never going to talk down on my Red Raiders. So, I, I mean, I'm going to say top five. Okay. All right. All right. We were, just, we were just talking about how Tech is being disrespected already. We're outside of Rothstein's top 36. Mm-hmm. Which is mind-boggling to me. Mind-boggling. But that's okay. I mean, that's okay. That was the same thing as last year. You yeah, know, that's and a good thing overall, that's, right? It's, yeah, I mean, it and, that's, and that's the main thing about it. Predictions. That's the word predictions. It's mm-hmm. a prediction. It's not what it is, you know? So, they, I mean, it could be a – they could predict as what they want about Texas Tech. At the end of the day, we got to go out there and execute it, and we got to go out there and perform. And uh, we got to go out there and win games. And – that's that's gonna shut all those predictions up because at the end of the day it's a prediction it's not the truth so yeah all right so tell us about how your uh, NBA workouts are going so far uh, they've been going really good um, they've been going really good I've been getting a lot of positive feedback and uh, I got I still got a lot more coming up so uh, just going to attack them with a full head of steam yeah can I jump in here and and ask for for what it means you're getting good feedback I uh, we were talking to Adonis yesterday and mm-hmm. he says he's getting good feedback and what does that mean? Getting good feedback. What are they telling you? I mean, feedback is pretty much just telling you uh, what they see in you as a player and where where they can project you at, and uh, how you can help their organization. What what they see that you could bring to their organization to help them be a winning organization, and that's pretty much feedback. And I've just been getting a lot of uh, good positive feedback from that. So just trying to take that with a, a full head of steam and just uh, keep building on momentum. Really didn't. Just go into these workouts and attack them with all I got. 
Sorry, Mike. I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, that was I mean, just, uh, I was pressing Adonis like, what are they telling you? And yeah. he will not tell me what they are saying to him. So, All right. So uh, you kind of dominate, dominated the uh, G League elite camp. Mm-hmm. What was that like? What was that experience? Like? Uh, that experience was, I mean, it was, it's a blessing really just to be able, I mean, not everybody gets to get invited to the G League invite. G League uh, elite camp or the NBA combine and for me being having getting the opportunity to uh, perform in both of those I mean it was it was just second to none it was unbelievable experience and uh and uh it was just just a blessing blessing overall what 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 was the feedback for you from the combine what what were they telling you uh really I mean just being um really just all the things that tech helped me with you know being a better defender um, I mean, because I know in the NBA, I, I want to be a guy that could guard one through five mm-hmm. and a guy that, uh, I mean, you throw me on anybody and uh, I'm able to, you know, um, handle it, you know. So, um, I mean, the scoring, the scoring will come. I mean, being in this situation and just continue to work hard to work the way I do. I mean, I, that's going to get better over time. But, um, I mean, just going in there and just being just being tough and just uh, going there and just, uh, just getting the job done. So they're telling you to be tougher? No, I mean they just telling me just go out there and guard. Okay, okay. So, so I want I want to press a little bit for more information if I can. So, so they're are are they encouraging you to um, be? Uh, it's really nothing. They telling me exactly what to do. That, like, okay, that's not how not it works. Yeah, that. no. Okay. The okay. NBA don't like. There's nothing they're telling you go. You do exactly this. Cause at the end of the day, basketball is an art. It's not a. It's not a. You're not a robot in basketball. You right. know, it's an art. It's an art to it. Like you, there's things you can do and there's things you're not too well at. But those are the things that you go into the gym and work at, so you can do those things good. You know. Okay. So really, it's like just all the things you work at and all the things that you're good at and the type of player you are. You go in there and be that, and they see they seek the value of what you bring. That's what it is. They don't tell you just go in there and do this. You know. I think that's really good for Red Raider Nation to hear because most of us don't understand how this process works. Yeah, yeah. So so they're not saying, they're not watching you and, and then after the game saying, okay, watching film, like, okay, hey, if you'd move your feet like this or whatever, you could guard the point guard better. Or, or They're not doing that. No, They're just I mean, saying, no, here's how you that, fit That comes us. when you actually get in there. That's that's when, yeah, that comes when you're actually in there. That's, that's. More yeah. evaluation. That's more. Right oh, that's more just coach player. Coach player. You know what I'm saying? Coach player. Like right now, I'm not on no team right now. You know, I'm just, I'm trying to make a team. So you know, that's more just coach player. Um, when you actually are on a team, you have a coach that's relying on you um, to help to help win them games. You know, that's that's when that part comes in. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say is the the your prediction for the next step in your career? NBA. Yeah, NBA. That's that's my prediction, and that's that's. That's what I'm going to go get. I, I think all of us here in Red Raider Nation are s- sitting back and, and watching you this year and seeing what you did in the elite camp and going, wow, mm-hmm. this, this is the guy. This is that guy. Uh, and, and Tech has had a lot of really, really talented, incredible guys mm-hmm. uh, on lots of phenomenal teams. Yes, they have. It's different with you. Yeah, and, and that's just my opinion, but that's the opinion I think of a lot of Red Raider Nation is, okay, Bryson Williams, this this is this is that guy. Right. No, yeah, you I mean, you hear the word ceiling and you hear the word potential. I feel like I have a lot of tap potential myself. And, uh, I mean, that's really one thing that really uh, it hurts me in this draft is my age. I mean, being jumping around from college to college and coming into the draft so late in my career, you know, but um, I mean, I'm not looking at that. I'm not looking at anything like that. I'm just looking at being the best, better version of myself, you know, and, and getting better every single day in any way that I can. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the only focus I have in this whole thing, you know, so. Well said. Uh, what was your experience like with the coaching staff? The coaching staff here? Yes, attack. Unbelievable, unbelievable experience. Um, these coaches have got grown me in ways I didn't even know I could even grow in, you know. And uh, um, just just the the hard coaching that they gave me, and just the way they pushed me in every single way, and t- and hit certain buttons that um, that were pushing. They were pushing to make me a better player overall. And uh, I mean, just the family, just the family behind it. I mean, these guys, these were like. Uh, 
these guys were like father figures to us, you know, uh, as a team. You know, they were always somebody I could go up to their office and just talk to about their day, talk to about my day, you know, and they were always available for us. And, I mean, this coaching staff was – it was an unbelievable coaching staff. And, uh, I mean, these these are guys that I'm going to talk to throughout my whole career, throughout after my career for the rest of my life, you know. Like, I'm always – these guys are family now, so. Yeah. Um. What what about Coach Adams? What what stood out most about playing for him? Uh, what stood out most about playing for Coach Adams? Uh, I I mean I love Coach Adams to death, man. I just think he's a dog. Yeah. I think Coach Adams is a dog in uh, in every single way. I mean he looks like an old man that just sits with his <laughs> arms crossed, walking around watching the game. But I mean he's a mad scientist. He's a genius, man. I mean just watching him, uh, the way he depicts film and the way that. Uh, him and his and the coaching staff just go through the film and talk about um, the ways that we can win the game and what could go wrong here, what could go wrong there, and how we can combat it with this and how can we combat it with that. Like just watching them, just watching them, just really just bring this basketball stuff down to a science and and um, the dedication they put into winning. Like I mean, it's just it's just unbelievable. And I, I mean, Coach Adams is I have nothing but great, unbelievable things to say about Coach Adams for sure. Okay, so we got some rapid questions here, and and these are kind of random, and we want the truth. Okay. We want the truth, the no-holding-back reality <laughs> All right. from Bryson. Okay, who's the funniest guy on this past year's team? Um, Are we talking about everybody that was here, or are we talking about, like, to the end? You're about to say Sadar. Uh, Sadar Calhoun. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's yes. what you're about to say. I mean, I... Uh, Okay, so because everybody's saying that, we're going to take him off the board, and we're going to say, aside from Sadar, did I say his name right? God dang it. Sadar. Sadar, yeah. okay. I'll cut that piece out. <laughs> aside from Sadar, who else, who, who's the funniest guy on the team? I'll probably say Adonis Arms. Adonis Arms. He's just, he's super goofy. I, always, I mean, y'all always see the big old smile he had on his face. I always call him the Black Joker. Because, I mean, like, if you really put, if you was to put, the paint on his face and everything and just tell him to smile like he gonna look exactly like the Joker so like, yeah I call him yeah that's Adonis Arms for sure we love the Adonis KO beef um uh <laughs> we we love it we love it it's interesting we we learned that that Marcus and Davion were, were yeah, getting at the, each other yeah. all year long <laughs> And we learned that KO loved just annoying the hell out of Adonis. <laughs> so that's yeah. that's good to know. Okay, a funny story from this past year. Funny story from this past year. I mean, it's a lot. <laughs> it was a it was a really eventful year. Um, Give us a couple. Oh, um, I'm about to I'm about to skip this question. This is the stuff I don't know if I could <laughs> say, <laughs> say it. And then if you think about it, we'll take it out. We've oh, heard we've heard about you guys cramming the pillows and just beating each other to hell. Oh yeah, at the okay, 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 okay. We yeah. heard about that. The retreat, the retreat. We had uh, so I had just came off a uh, I had just came off a, a injury to my jaw. I took an elbow to my jaw in practice and fractured it. So I was I wasn't able to be involved in this game, but I was able to you know hit. So I was I was in a perfect position for this game, but. <laughs> So pretty much we had a, it was a retreat and it's like, it was like in the the place we were staying, coaches were on one side, we was on the other side. And it was like a whole like row of bunk beds like going down the thing and it was pretty much like, so we had, uh, what we had, we had a bottle or was it dice? We heard dice. It was both. It was a bottle, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, it was both. Okay, so it was a bottle, so. We had all the managers and then a couple of the players that wanted to play, but like, if you were like, we try to do all the guys that weren't super big, like all the guys that are kind of little. So uh, we uh, we had them um, all stand in a circle, and we spun the bottle. Spun the bottle. Whoever land on, that's the person that's selected for this game. So then if they get selected, then we roll the dice. If we roll the dice, that's how many times you got to run up and back through the alley, the alley of death. That's what we call the it. The alley of death. Yeah, so pretty much we all standing there. We all got pillows. Some dudes got mattresses off the bunk bed. Some people, <laughs> like, and pretty much you got to run your, you got to run your sprint. 
You gotta run your sprint. So you, you gotta try to survive. You didn't have to run. You didn't have to run through. I mean, it. I was. I mean, if I, I'm running through that, I'm probably. Oh, you not. you couldn't run through it because I got couldn't hurt. run through it. I mean, I would hit my face. It would have been bad. Clarence, did you have to run through that? Clarence did, but it wasn't really fun with him because he's strong. So he just. <laughs> I, I was getting my surgery on my hip, so they would not let me go. And I was like, man, screw that. Yeah, he, he went anyway. I was like, yeah. I, I said I'm gonna sit out this one. I ain't even gonna hit him. I respect that. <laughs> that's probably that's probably why Adonis said I ain't gonna mess with Clarence. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, nah. he called him dangerous. He called him dangerous. It wasn't even fun with him. Like he was just, like he was eating the pillows. Like it wasn't even feel like the managers was really funny because they was falling and then once they fall, we on the we on. Oh, man. So it was like, did you was... say the coaches were doing this too? No, no, no. no. Oh man, <laughs> no. Nah, when the coaches came in, we turned the lights on to stop. <laughs> You're like, we weren't doing anything at all. Yeah, that'd be funny. See nah, Coach funny Adams with actually, the pillow. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually funny because Coach Adams did walk in during uh, like during somebody's go round and he was like, if somebody hit me with a pillow, somebody get knocked out. <laughs> Coach, <laughs> <laughs> like, so that was funny, man. It was funny. So that was definitely one of the funniest moments of that year, for sure. Okay, yeah. give us another one. Um, oh, what was another one? Uh, um, let me just stick with that one. I don't even know if I have. Oh man, let's I see. What all have we heard about? We've heard about Marcus running in and falling flat in front of Adonis because you were you maybe you two were chasing him in the parking lot or something. He busted in the door and just tripped and fell flat on his face. And he's like, oh, uh, oh we can't talk about that one. <laughs> we can't talk about that one. Oh, but tell, talk nah, about that's it. That's going to get us in trouble. We can't talk about that <laughs> one. Oh, man. Okay, talk about that one. Okay, let's, let's, let's keep going through. What, what else? What did other guys say? Remember. Um, uh, I'm trying to spark your memory. I'm trying here. to think of something. I'm trying to think of like a funny moment that's not something that that's something we can share. Like, because I mean, we have funny moments that cannot go public. That's right, what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> like we had like like people aren't supposed to know about. Yeah, that. nobody's supposed to know about these. But Bryson, you can't get in trouble. You don't play here anymore. It don't matter. It's like, it's still <laughs> you get somebody in, else in trouble. Still dudes in college, and still dudes in college, and I know Coach Allen is watching this. <laughs> There's a lot of buffoonery going on. We can't. Have that. Ooh, buffoonery. Yeah. Okay. I like that word. Okay. All right. Fine. We'll let that go then. You have to answer this question though. Who to you is the most annoying person on the team, and why? Most annoying person on the team. I say Clarence because he's my op. <laughs> We gotta look. That's my beef. Okay, we gotta hear the beef then. It's just my op. You just, it's my op. Like, you know what's up. If I see him, it's up. Off rip. <laughs> like, on the court, we're rooting for each other. But off the court, I, I can't stand him. <laughs> like, if I see him. But not, you brought him, brought him with you. <laughs> you can't, yeah, exactly, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, that's just what it is. <laughs> like, everybody had a beef. Like, don't get me wrong. We all loved each other, but everybody yeah. just had an op. Like, everybody had a beef. Like, that's you know, life, right? That's what it, it was. Yeah. That's life. Yeah, that's what it was. Every- Sadar, Sadar was everybody out. That's why, <laughs> that's why you're the funniest. Like, <laughs> like he made it a point to be yeah. that way? Or, I don't know. It's or, just, that's just how it went. Yeah, yeah, that's just you. how it was. <laughs> so, so, is there a story you can share about Clarence that started this? Uh, what happened? How did it, how did it start? Nah, we can't talk about that either. That's what that's what <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. We can't man. talk about how it started. Like too many secrets uh, today. You know, and I'm sorry, Guns Up Nation, but when we turn these cameras off, we'll get the story. <laughs> but, then, but then we can't share it because we're not going to break the trust. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hardest practice that you remember and what made it so hard? Hardest practice. Um, I would say the hardest practice that we had was. We played a oh was it, I would say after the scrimmage we played uh, New Mexico State um, here at home and uh, we I mean we didn't we didn't come to play those guys I mean no that, hats off to those guys though New Mexico State they always been a tough program I mean Coach Jans over there he's a he's a great coach I got nothing but respect for him as well and they had a, a group of really good players um, I mean they just came in and brought it to us we didn't come to play. Uh, we had a we had a few key guys sitting out from injuries and things like that, but still, like, there's no excuse to that. And um, I'll say the practice after. I mean, Coach Adams let us know like this is not how we're gonna play this year, and and uh, we had to go through them them uh, we had to go through them growing pains. But I mean, as you can see, it helped out a lot. So, so was that the were those sprints that you had to do? Was it just that you name it? Okay, yeah, you name it. I'll tell you this: it wasn't it wasn't much basketball being played. So, <laughs> yeah, but one of those. Yeah, it was one of those. One of those. 
Okay, on Coach Adams, a time that he surprised you. A time where he surprised me? In some way. Uh, he surprised me. He surprised me with his hands. I I know Coach, uh, he box. Mm-hmm. Coach Adams used to box, and he got hands for real. <laughs> and he was telling us a story about I guess what what he when he snuck somebody. He said, oh, you know, he did his hair flip and then he swing at him. Like, <laughs> he surprised me. With that. I'm like, oh, Coach Adams, like, oh, you get down like that. <laughs> like, so yeah, it's, I mean, like I said, Coach Adams is a dog. I mean, I got nothing but respect for him. He a dog. I wouldn't mess with Coach Adams. No, nah, you wouldn't. That I, man, I, I wouldn't advise it. <laughs> There's something about that West Texas. Yeah, he's he's tough. He's yeah. gritty. Yeah, absolutely. He's and, gritty. And that then shows out on the team too. Like you could see it. You mm-hmm. could see they're they're and obviously you're gonna have your off games, right? Like you're just gonna have your games where Yeah, you're gonna have off games, but you ain't never seen no game where we was off and we and we didn't fight and yes. we laid down. Yeah. Yes. You know, we ain't yep. never like yep. that off that's that's part of basketball. It's momentum. Like you're gonna have games when you're off. Like even the best, even the best have off games, you know. But it's a difference between having an off game and laying down, or having an off game and fighting to the end, you yeah. know. So yeah, you like, I mean, like, like you only as strong as your leader, and we had a strong leader, so we're not laying down. You That's know? right. So uh, a your absolute favorite moment that you're gonna tell your grandkids about someday from this past year. My absolute favorite moment. Um, I would say um, my absolute favorite moment. I think my absolute favorite moment, I get, I would say, was probably the Texas Tech versus Texas game here at Texas Tech. That that game is I like I talk about that a lot of like a lot of people ask me about that just being a Red Raider and stuff like that like I ain't never been in a basketball atmosphere like that and and let alone play in something like that you know what I'm saying like having the fans camp out for three days before the game you know and just all the animosity built up of it and then just to actually get in the game and actually feel like this is about to happen right now this is going down right now mm. I would say that's probably the greatest moment of the whole year. What was that like playing in that? Unbelievable. I mean, just like, like, unbelievable. Adonis was standing next to me telling me something. I was like, what? Like, I couldn't even hear him, you know? Like, it's just, it was, it was unbelievable. It was surreal. Yeah. It was surreal. Yeah. Yeah. I heard, heard analysts say, like, the entire game, it was like the final shot. You know, every time a shot was made. Yeah. It was like, yeah. It was that like, loud. It, every, it was that loud. Every basket every, y'all made. Every basket. Every basket. And it was just, I mean, it was just an unbelievable atmosphere for yeah. sure. A hard moment for you this past year that forced you to grow and get better, whether that be on the court or personally or whatever. Um, I would say um, probably the beginning of the, the beginning of the preseason, leading the conference. I was going through a, a I was going through a tough game spell. Like I wasn't really having really good games, and um, I wasn't playing too well on defense or offense, and I was kind of sitting like not playing a lot in the games and not really getting a lot of minutes or anything like that and um I feel like that was a time I really grew as a player because I mean I even with all those struggles and things like that I just knew like I stick I'm sticking to my work I'm sticking to what this is and I'm gonna put my whole into this and put my trust into this and uh and and just wait till for things to blossom out of that you know and and God willing, they did you know and uh I feel like that was a time I really grew as a player because that was a time I was really like I was really down on myself, you know, and I was just really just trying to force things and just feel like, man, I like, what can I do to fix this? What can I do to fix this now? What can I do to fix this now? But learning that, you know, this is a marathon, this isn't a sprint, you know, and um, and uh, those those are that those type of things are gonna happen, you know, in this type of sport, and and just knowing that I have to grow from that and just stick to the work and just um, get better through that. So you did, mm-hmm. and here you are, yes, sir. As as I think will go down as one of the most beloved Red Raiders that that has come across this campus. We asked uh, our Guns Up Nation Twitter followers a couple hours ago, "What do you all want us to ask Bryson?" Mm-hmm. And so we've got we've got some questions from some of our followers on Twitter. Mike's got the first one. Uh, let's see. This one comes from Red Raider Dad. Is Lubbock the best college town? Yes. Why? 
Lubbock is insane. <laughs> Lubbock is insane. Like, how, okay, let me ask you this: How many other college towns have you been to, like outside of I just don't, going to the games? And I've stuff, been to. I mean, like, I mean, like, what do you mean, like, go there and just visited or or seen the atmosphere from a non-biased? I just ain't see. I ain't seen no atmosphere like this. Yeah. Okay. I ain't seen that, no atmosphere like at. this. I ain't felt no atmosphere <laughs> like this. Like, I've been to. I mean, I played at a lot of schools. I didn't yeah. seen a lot of college towns. And don't get me wrong, there's some really live college towns. I'm not discrediting nothing they doing. I'm just saying that this is different. This is yeah. special. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, nah, we the best. Uh, his other question is, do you feel the support from Red Raider Nation? Yes, I definitely do. I definitely do. I mean, we kind of went, went over that already, but yeah, like there's there's times I'm in a, a like there's sometimes I'm on the East Coast and I see somebody with a Texas Tech jacket on. They'll be like, "Hey, you're Bryson Williams." Like, oh, we watched you all year, you yeah. know, and stuff like that. So, um, I mean, the following of Texas Tech is crazy, and uh, I mean, people love Tech, the people that are alumni of Texas Tech love Texas Tech, and um, I mean, all of West Texas love Texas Tech. So definitely, I feel the uh, the fan base support for sure. Man, if you ever get a Twitter beef with somebody, you know Red Raider Nation is coming hard. <laughs> I don't do the I don't do the Twitter beef and all that. Like I don't take social. I feel like I honestly feel like we take social media way too seriously nowadays. To be honest, and I'm not into all that. Like I'm just into playing basketball. That's it. <laughs> oh man, I'm posting that on my Instagram. <laughs> Ironic. Okay, Bry Bryce two says, um, and I'm assuming I'm going to assume this first part. If if the NBA route door shuts, any chance you'll go to Europe and play overseas? I mean, I would do that if I had to, but um, that's that, not that's not my goal at all, and that's not what I've done all this work and hard work for. I mean, I mean, if I was gonna do that, I could have been did that, you know. So that's I mean, I mean, if I if that was my very very last option, yeah, I would do that for sure. I want to continue playing basketball. That's that's the end goal, you know, mm -hmm. is to be a better player and continue to play this game for as long as I can but that's not my goal NBA is my goal so yeah, yeah. well that's where you're headed we all know that yep. uh, Quinn Haggard asks uh, your favorite pair of Under Armour shoes you wore this season and your favorite uniform option uh, my favorite pair of Under Armour shoes I would say is the Spawn Anatomic 2's the, the ones that uh, the bright red ones I be wearing mm-hmm those ones are super comfortable and they're really light. I like those, and I also like them. Uh, uh, I don't even know the name of them though, but they're the, they're the high top ones. I kind of wore them later in the year, the gray ones. Uh huh. Uh, I like those, and then my favorite uniform is the one that says Texas Tech, and it got the uh, the red accent on the one side, and then on the other side it just got the T. I mm -hmm. think it's a throwback one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's my favorite. That's my Band favorite, favorite one. as well. So. Yeah, yeah, the throwback favorite. one is is oh yeah, always. Yeah, that one's that one's hard. That, that one's tough. It's a solid it's uniform. Okay, tortilla thrower. <laughs> I like them already. <laughs> <laughs> Which Big Twelve team was your favorite to play against? Which Big Twelve team was my favorite to play against? Uh, Kansas. Yeah, Kansas. Cause I mean, I mean, they they were they were number one all year, you know. what I'm saying that's the top team. I mean, you so playing against the top team. I mean, that was always just it's always you always knew you was gonna be in for a fight, you yeah. know. what I'm saying, and so I I would say Kansas for sure. What did Coach Self say to you after the two games this year? Well, three. Uh, uh, he was like, I don't know what it is about blue and white, but you always killing us. <laughs> uh, that's what he was telling me and stuff like that. But I mean. Just, I mean, just be, just having the honor to even talk, be in the same conversation with Bill Self, yeah. you know. Like, I mean, cause you guys don't understand, Bill Self is a is a unbelievable coach. I mean, mm -hmm. he didn't coach many many pros and then coached in many many NCAA tournaments. And I mean, he's, I mean, he's just a, he's a really an idol. He's one of my idols for real, to be honest. Because I mean, just he's just he's a great. So yeah, yep. I think Texas Tech has a ton of respect for. The Kansas basketball program. Yeah, we I definitely mean, do. Is. We got to, I mean, honestly, you got to respect the whole Big 12 conference, mm -hmm. really, because, I mean, there ain't no drop-off, really, in this conference. That's one thing we were talking about as a team all year. It's like, man, you like, it doesn't matter if you're bottom of the conference. You're still a really good team. And, mm -hmm. it's, and every team in the Big 12 play defense at, like, to, at an elite rate, you know? So, I mean, you got to respect every team in the Big 12, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dr. Jacqueline Pickens asks, uh, favorite non-game related moment in Lubbock? 
favorite non-game related moment of love it? If you can share. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I would just say just being being at Capstone with my guys watching like we we uh so we uh me and Davion and uh well my house, the whole house that I lived in, I stayed with KJ, Marcus, Adonis and Davion. Uh we all we all invested in getting a TV for the living room in our uh in our apartment. And I would just say, honestly, uh, non-basketball related, that was like that was probably my favorite moment. Just all of us as like as brothers, we just sitting there. We'd go get some. Some dude would get a water burger. Some dude would get raisin cane. Some dudes would just get Chipotle. But just all of us sitting in a commodity and watching a movie together, like that was probably my favorite non-basketball related moment. That's good. She actually had three questions here. So, who do you miss most from the team? Who do I miss most? I mean, I miss all my guys. Yeah. I don't really. I mean, I miss Easy them answer. all. Yeah, I don't even. I can't even say I miss one dude more than the other. I miss them all. Yeah. And then her third question was, "What has been most surprising while working out with NBA teams?" What has been most surprising? Uh, I would just say how quick the turnover is. Really, like yeah. just being that you come into a city. Uh, I mean, you eat a meal, you go to sleep in your hotel, you wake up. And that morning, you pretty much with the team, doing physical stuff, working out with the team and all that. You get done, maybe have an interview process after you get some recovery. Mm-hmm. They feed you something else, and then you on to the next flight to the next one. Yeah. You know, like that's probably like the biggest uh, surprise that was to me, just how how quick things roll, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, it's, and, and, and it's it's good, though. It's really good. I mean, it's like that's what that's what the NBA schedule is you know right. what I'm saying you not bang gonna, bang yeah you bang bang you to the next city you know yep. what I'm saying so actually this is really a blessing to disguise because I'm kind of getting used to an NBA schedule before I really have to do it yeah you get a little taste of what, exactly. what it's really like exactly yeah. so yes Franchilla's Burner mm-hmm. asks a burning question that we were going to ask you anyway but we thought okay let's push it to the end let's pretend like NBA was not a possibility for you this year and you had one year of eligibility left. Would you come back to Texas yes. Tech? Yeah, I'll be right back here. Why? It's te- I mean, it's Texas Tech. It's the. I mean, it's just everything about Texas Tech. I don't even know what. I don't even know what exactly to point out. I mean, it's Texas Tech. I mean, that's that. That is what it is for it. I mean, I got so much love for the school and this community. Like, I would definitely come back to Texas Tech if I had one more year to do it. That's gonna blow up on Twitter. <laughs> uh, okay. Last question, and and this is a this is a hashtag that's getting thrown all over the place. In a statement, yes or no? Red Raider for life. Yes. Tell me more. Um, like I said, I feel like I mean being a Red Raider and being here at Texas Tech and investing my all in the Texas Tech and um, Texas Tech. Gave everything back tenfold. You know, I said, like I said, I feel like coming to Texas Tech really changed my life for the better in a in a big way. Basketball on the court and off the court, you know, and just uh, just having another home. You know, what I'm saying, just having a not having to be being able to come back to Texas Tech before I have to go to another workout. You know, what I'm saying, just having that opportunity to be able to do that and be able to come on here and talk with you guys and having the fans in tune and wanting to hear what I have to say and things like that. I mean. Um, for sure. I mean, Red Raider for life. Bryson, you are loved. And and one of the things we love about you guys coming on here is we get to know the man that is inside, mm-hmm. which, which we truly believe here at Guns Up Nation. Like, you're talented. You're an excellent basketball player. And that's great. We really want to connect Red Raider Nation with the man mm-hmm. that is inside of the uniform. Mm-hmm. And this has been a a phenomenal conversation with you. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I think that Red Raider Nation is really going to be able to get to know uh, on a deeper level who you really are, mm-hmm. which just continues to add to the love that that Red Raider Nation has for you. And I'm glad that you feel that love. And you said... You you love us even more than we understand too, mm-hmm. and I. It's going to be such a joy to watch your career moving forward, and as we continue to watch what you do and what's next for you, I do hope you truly know that Lubbock will always embrace you 
as one of its own. And Texas, like you are, you are us, <laughs> you are Texas Tech, and you are Red Raider. And everywhere you go, where there's a Red Raider, you are home. And Lubbock will always embrace you and have love for you. And what we love about doing, I'll say it again, is that we get to connect the fan to the man. Yes. And so thank you for being candid. Thank you for opening up with us. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your time and your words. Um, I'm really excited to turn this off and get to hear some of those stories you say you can't tell everybody else about. <laughs> so we'll get to know the dirt. But Bryson, thank you, man. Uh, thank you guys so much Appreciate for having you. me. This is an unbelievable opportunity. I th- thank you guys for real. Thank you so much. And best of luck moving forward. I say luck. I hate the word luck. It's not luck. It doesn't You're, need it. You don't need it. <laughs> You're putting in the work. So congratulations ahead of time for what is yours that you're going to get. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you. This has been the Guns Up Nation podcast. See you on the next one.